0: This is Jimmy Burns from Melvern, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central.
1: Start the game! Let's go!
0: We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! I can, I'll can. write it and we'll do it live!
2: So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure say
1: whatever?
0: We put the lighter fluid on,
2: strike the match, and... Oh.
0: Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea.
2: to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. By now, you must know that we originate from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. And by the way, I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here. If you want to jump in on the show, it is a new number. Take it down and use it judiciously. 216 777 2120. That's 216 777 2120. You will get in touch with the phone screener at first. Give name, where you're calling from, what you want to talk about. And assuming you make the cut from the screener's side, he'll forward you over to Cleveland, Ohio. And I'll pick up your call where I can. Again, that number, 216-777-2120. If you'd rather forego the phoning and get to the emailing, you can do that as well.
1: You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at show.com. Or on the Twitter and Instagram at BBQ Central Show.
2: As always, everything else you want to find out about the show is at the main website, the And here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter. Coming up in about twelve minutes from now. He is a incredibly successful competition barbecue pitmaster. He is now a newly dropped author. And perhaps even more newly than the authorship is his induction or making the class of the 2018 Barbecue Hall of Fame. Somebody I have been efforting for the last number of months. In specific and incredulously over the last couple of weeks, it is indeed the pitmaster of Cool Smoke. Tuffy Stone will be joining us. So looking forward to chatting it up with Tuffy. Tuffy has been alerted that assuming the first segment goes as well as planned, which I have no doubt that it won't, we will tie it over to close out the first hour. So all Tuffy, all the time here. If you want to jump in, if I can fit you in during the conversation, it makes sense, depending on what you're asking. I will go ahead and mix in phone calls as well. And then we will move to the second hour. And joining me at 1014 is the first ever person to hold a editor's ship at a magazine called Barbecue Editor, originally from Ohio, widely considered to be one of the experts not only in the world of live fire barbecue and grilling, but especially when it comes to Texas barbecue. He is a quarterly guest here on this show, and he goes by the name of barbecue snob Daniel Vaughn. And much like Tuffy, if he decides that the segments are going extremely well because we have a lot of topics to talk about, there's a very good chance that he will run not only the first segment but probably the balance of the second interview segment in the second hour as well. If we have some time left over, happy to take your phone calls, emails. We can go ahead and try and get rid of some of these prizes that are building up in the prize closet. couple books, have some Traeger swag that we can give away have a bunch of rubs and sauces that we can give away, all that good stuff. So check it out and fit in where you get in. Again, the new phone number to call with screener, 216-777-2120 or 2120. And then the email address, greg at Show.com. Now, if you are calling in on the phone and you have breaking news or you want to bust the lid off of a story that I haven't talked about yet, and you want what I would call protection, uh, voice protection or anonymity or something along these lines, when I pick you up, say, I want protection, and then I'll go ahead and I've put a sound effect gate over the phone line so I can quickly make that happen, and then you can talk as freely as you want. You don't have to obviously identify yourself. That's why you want the autonomy on the protection line. And I will have digitized your voice to a certain degree. So, of course, we can still understand you. I mean, that's kind of key to the whole deal, but nobody would be able to recognize your voice. So, when I pick you up, if you need protection, announce protection and then wait for me to give you the okay. And then we'll be off and running. And you can feel free to say whatever you want that nobody will know who you are. Another added feature benefit. Adding value here for you callers. Potentially, we don't get a lot of callers on the show. I know. It's a little nerve-wracking, even though it's a globally broadcast internet show. Not internet radio. I don't like to say that term. Internet show. That's what it is. It's an internet show. 216-777-2120. Greg at Show.com. Ask for protection if you think you might need it or you want to drop something very succulent and juicy. All right, before I get to a follow-up on the Emily Park stuff that we did last week, I got a really cool picture on Facebook, so I apologize for the audio podcasters here. But this was sent to me by a dude named Eric who follows me on Instagram, sent it to me privately, got his hands on the Stephen Reichlin book tour. I'm not sure exactly what stop he was at or, or where he was at. But he got a copy of Stephen's new book and then had Stephen sign it. If I can draw your attention to the screen right here. So here's the Project Fire book. Last book was Project Smoke. This one's Project Spire, uh, Fire. sorry. And it says, To Eric, Barbecue Centralite regards Stephen Reichel. I think that's what that says. But it says, To Eric, Barbecue Centralite. So let it be known. That if you are of celebrity ilk and you find yourself on this show, no matter where you are in this wide-sweeping country of ours, nay, dare I say, this wide world globe of ours, and you're a fan of this show, you might get to run into other fans slash guests of the show. This is Eric supporting Stephen. I support Stephen. Stephen supporting us as Centralites and hosts for showing up once a month. All coming full circle right there at that book signing. Eric buying the book, Stephen signing it, and calling out Barbecue Centralite, which is, I don't really see a lot of that. Certainly, we all know that the followers of this show are called Centralites. That's what I affectionately refer to you as. But to actually get it in print on the book, something a little bit more magical. So, congratulations to Eric. And I'm sure that was incredible. Now, let me go. and, And I wonder, like, Eric, if you should. Share with me your thoughts on what it was like meeting Steven and how approachable he is. We obviously heard that from Dennis Busso last week because he was at one of the barbecue university at the Broadmoor type deals. But I'm wondering from a book perspective, how much time you get with him in line? Does he make as much time as you want? All that stuff. So, Eric, hit me up. Let me know how that works out. Right, so Following up on the Emily Park segment I did last week, I emailed her after the interview and asked how many times I was nominated by the general public in her email back to me. This is what she said. Good morning, Greg. Thank you for having me on. I'm happy to answer any questions and love any feedback that would only make the Barbecue Hall of Fame continue to grow and be strong. As for the nominations, I'm not certain... How many times you have come through, but I do know I have seen your name a time or two this year and last year. So keep those applications coming. I think it's great, actually, when we get someone nominated a couple different times from different folks because we learn a lot more. Get a new slash different angle, and sometimes they are nominating for different things. One may be for someone being an amazing pit master, and the other one for the same person might be for somebody teaching barbecue to the youth. So although it may be more to sort through, it's very helpful. Thank you again, and keep spreading the good barbecue word. So first things first, right? Let's make sure we're hammering down the fine points. The most important thing is that in the two-year grassroots movement, I have tried to maintain to get in or at least get on the nominations list for the Barbecue Hall of Fame We can confirm that my name is in there and being bantered around. A one b to that. We know that nobody wants to have me up. The first nomination. Okay, I can see. I can see. I don't get it. The second nomination. I mean, come on.
1: Ten years
2: plus. Get, as I said in March, you get a Lifetime Achievement Award. Forget about the Barbecue Hall of Fame. By the way, I meant to get to it a number of different times the last couple weeks. The 2018 official class is my next guest, Tuffy Stone, Charlie Virgos from Rendezvous Bar- Bar- Barbecue and Tootsie Tominance from Snow's Barbecue. So congratulations to all that. them. Tuffy Stone coming up out of the break. I want to talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From the award-winning rubs and sauces to American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. Whether you're the backyard fanatic or the competition pro, Big Papa Smokers has something for you. Big Papa Smokers, also known for their championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like sweet money, cattle prod, cash cow, all proven winners on the competition scene and in the backyard. Big Papa's offers 13 perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary, whether you're cooking to impress judges or grilling for your family. Big Papa Smokers' award-winning rubs and seasonings just don't disappoint. Over the past few years, there's something called the West Coast offense that has really been taking over the competition scene. You pair up Big Papa Smokers with simply marvelous barbecue rubs to form that West Coast offense. Now, aside from all those great rubs and seasonings, you got this thing called Granny's Barbecue Sauce. If you're looking for a new go-to barbecue sauce that will please everyone, Granny's traditionally yet powerful flavors. Remind us why we fell in barbecue in the first place. Find Granny's Barbecue Sauce and other top-rated sauces at BigPapaSmokers.com. Now, if you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill. Big Papa Smokers is the exclusive Mac dealer and even offers special smokers that Big Papa trusts for his competition trailer like the Old Hickory Ace BP. If you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M Grill is just what you need. They're built like tanks. Not sure what kind of grill you need? Really can't go wrong with any kind of grill or smoker featured on smokers.com. They have something for every kind of backyard cook. It's clear the Big Papa Smoker is the place to go for all things barbecue. Every product featured on their website, hand-selected to help you barbecue better. Give them a call at 877-828-0727 or shop their website at Smokers.com. That's Smokers.com. We're back with Tuffy Stone right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
1: Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey,
2: this portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauce, grilling oils, all the Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit, as well as in backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood and the king of your cul-de-sac. Visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up. And always trust your butcher. All right. Trying to line up Tuffy Stone here. Make sure I... Uh, My first guest this evening, a recognizable, the most recognizable face in barbecue, depending on who you have. You see him on television and his restaurants on the competition trail. A few weeks ago, he was voted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame class of 2018. Also, written a new cookbook entitled Cool Smoke, The Art of Great Barbecue, which we'll be discussing as well. Let's go ahead and race to the Traeger Grills Hotline. And welcome the pitmaster of Cool Smoke and friend of the show, Tuffy Stone, joining me. Tuffy, how are you, buddy?
0: I'm good. I was nervous here for a second. I thought I'd the wrong number. (laughs) I didn't think this was... Uh, connected but it sounds like
2: you, you hit the right button all right well I'm uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm hitting the right buttons uh, I should I should I'm only doing this like uh, 10 11 years now so I better be uh, knowing what I'm doing yet. anyway uh Tuffy always appreciate the time here and uh, lots to talk about so I guess before we get into the hall of Fame and the book discussions uh, if you could weigh in on this you know I wanted to get your thoughts Last Friday, it was reported that Anthony Bourdain had taken his own life, and I wondered if through your food travels, uh, whether it was before you got into the barbecue scene and you were doing that classically trained chef stuff or after you had gotten to the barbecue scene, if you had ever crossed paths with him uh, or if you were a fan of his and watched his shows, just some of your thoughts.
0: You know, I never had the, uh, the pleasure of being able to meet uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain, but uh, as, a, as a chef who made my living cooking. For you know, 30 years now, he definitely impacted uh, me. You know, Kitchen Confidential. Uh, you know, when that book first came out, uh, having having cooked for so long, that book just really resonated with me. And then, of course, the travels that, that he took us on in the world of food. Uh, just, uh, I was, uh, my I was looking at Instagram. You know, I guess it was, a, it was a Friday morning. Uh um I was seeing, you know, a lot of a lot of posts, uh and I didn't realize it was an Anthony at first and then you know, when I realized what had happened it just uh you know, I mean you you bought 'cause we've all seen it. It's like the impact that—I uh, mean, just the ripples in social media—he cuts so many people's lives, whether you were a cook or just a fan of food. Um, I'm just—I, uh, I, you know—and so many of my good friends had close relationships with, with with Anthony. So it's it—it it, it definitely struck me.
2: We're talking with Tuffy Stone here from Cool Smoke. Tuffy, we'll talk about the book here in a bit, and uh, I guess, first of all, I want to get the latest breaking news here uh, from you, and and I appreciate your thoughts, by the way, on Anthony Bourdain there before we had to reconnect, is your inclusion into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. A few weeks ago, the 2018 class was announced. Yourself, along with Tootsie Tomadens of Snow's Barbecue down there in Texas, also uh, Charlie Virgos uh, posthumously make it in from Rendezvous Barbecue. You've won pretty much everything there is to win from a competition sense you've been a successful barbecue restaurant owner you've been on television new book obviously that's doing well and we'll talk about that here in a minute where does the barbecue Hall of Fame moniker now fit into all of this other stuff that you've been able to achieve
0: you know Greg'm I'm, I'm still trying to wear that um it's I was in Memphis and Murray. And doing a book signing, and we hadn't done a very good job of like letting people know I was going to do it, so it wasn't very well attended. And I was just sitting there at a table with a couple folks, and uh, and I got a phone call from Kansas City, uh, informing me that I was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and uh, you know, it's just um, anybody that really knows me and anybody that's ever watched a video of me doing i get a a good call at a contest and notice how emotional I can get. And I was, you know, I was sitting there with a few people at the table and they didn't know, uh, who I was talking to. And I, I just, I just, I was just like, wow. Um, I got, I got a little emotional, you know, just talking to you about it right now. I still feel that emotion. I, you know, I, I think that's something I really, uh, I'm going to have to work hard to live up to. Um, it's, uh, it's quite an honor, and you know, you look at like Charlie and Tootsie, and uh, I mean, I mean, Tootsie's been cooking for fifty years. I mean, cooking barbecue for fifty years. I mean, um, it's a it's an honor that that I'm just so humbled and and blown away, and there's so many uh, incredible people that 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 are on that list, and there's so many incredible people that need to be on that list. So I don't know. I just uh, it, it, it it's probably one of the most special things that's ever happened to me and uh, if not be most special other than marrying my wife and having my son uh, but uh, it's it's really special what's up there
2: Tuffy can you pull back the curtain a little bit in regards to that call like what do, what do they tell you how does that uh, how does that <laughs> announcement come I'm, I'm really interested in hearing that uh, yeah
0: yeah I'm sitting there I'm like I'm building books out of we're, uh, we're actually uh I'm just doing this book signing, and you know, not much has happened. And uh, it's Thursday before you know the Friday of Memphis and May, and and Eric uh, he calls me and uh, he says something. You know, uh, you know, we have a barbecue contest, as you know, uh, the American rule, but <laughs> but we we also have a uh, uh, a Hall of Fame and. I just I just wanted to call and tell you that uh, uh, you're you're there's a lot of people that think a whole lot of you and, and you've been uh, you've been uh, uh, nominated to to, to be uh, part of the, the barbecue hall of fame. Wow. And it was just like, wow. Um, you know, I was like, it was the funny thing is you know it was, a, it was a phone call. It was a caller ID. I didn't. I didn't know who the phone call was coming from, and I was like, "All right, do I answer this? Yeah, or not?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was it was definitely uh, a highlight of, of of I just like I said, I, I I have to do a lot to live up to it. It's just really uh, a special honor.
2: I remember asking the same question I'm about to ask you to Chris Lilly when he was voted in a couple years ago. He was in class of 2016, and I'm interested to get your take on it. Certainly, I mean, you're obviously very humbled by it. And as you said, you feel like you have, you know, maybe more now to to live up to as far as to to carry that uh, mantle, if you will. But is it hard to fully realize the Hall of Fame stuff? Because if you really think about it, you are not in any stretch of the word retired. You're not near the end of any career. You're still grinding it out as hard or perhaps maybe harder than you ever have before. In other words, you're a hall of famer in the prime of your career. Is that something that you can kind of get your head around?
0: No. And you know, it's like when I, when I read that (laughs) Tootsie had started cooking barbecue 50 years ago and she's still getting it at 82. And I had the pleasure of being with her down in in Austin uh, a year or two ago. and, And she's such an awesome lady. She she has qualities about her that that remind me of my grandmother. She just makes you feel really special, and uh, and I sit there and I think, this lady's forgotten more about barbecue than I've ever learned. You know, it's like fifty years, Greg. I mean, fifty years. I mean, that's like how intimate, how 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 how, how good do you get with that fire and that smoke and that brisket mm-hmm. that or that piece of meat? So, I, you know, I just I, I mean. I'm, I don't know. There's a there's a lot of you, you you get to talk to them every week on your show. Yeah. There are so many amazing people out here in the world of barbecue that have so much knowledge and bring bring so much to the, you know to the world of barbecue and uh, and I just feel like I, you know I'm just i I'm just a, a youngster you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, got, I got I got I got a lot more cooking to do.
2: Tuffy Stone joining me here on the show uh, from an, an inductions speech. Portion. Have you given any thoughts on uh, what your speech might entail? And also, do you get to pick who does it? Who and who gives you that that induction speech before you give your own?
0: You know, last year was a little different uh, on the award ceremony than what I've seen in the past, and so I don't know the answer to all your questions. I have, I have watched some of my friends and some amazing people. Uh, speak at, at the induction ceremony and you know Melissa cookston i think last year uh had such an amazing uh, amazing talk and pat burke who i have so much respect for you know uh i listened to him speak and, and myron i listened to him speak and you know all i know is there's so many there's so many people that have impacted and, and and helped me along the way. And, and, uh, so it'll be about giving thanks to those people because I've just been so, I mean, I, my list is so long, you know, when I was working on the book and, and I was trying to do the acknowledgments, and I was like, ah, I was, Greg, I was hoping so bad I wouldn't miss somebody. And <laughs> and, and, and I think, it, I think I have, but you know, the list was just, I, I, there's so many people. So, um, so a little be more about them and, and not so much about me because cause, cause it was dope. It was just good. It was, uh, so I, I don't know what I'm going to say. Um, I'm really touched, you know, I just, even just talking to you, trying to answer your question, uh, and I'm, I'm such a wussy. You know, I just I, I get kind of emotional. But you know, I, hell, I I don't know what I'm going to say. But hopefully, I, I better write it down because it's going to have to be more concise than what I'm saying right now.
2: Did you ever get a chance, or, or did you know Charlie Virgos before he passed away early in 2010 at Rendezvous?
0: I did not, but I have eaten down there, and you know, and, and you know, golly, I mean, when you start talking about uh, whether you know, one of the regions of barbecue, you know, and and, and Memphis just pops up and 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 he was just such a force in, in 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 that creating that, you know. It's uh uh I I did not I did not get to meet him. Um but I have been in his establishment and and again, there's another person uh that's done so much, you know, and 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 you know, you talk about me being inducted into the Hall of Fame and, and being in, in my prime. I mean, there's <laughs> another guy that just laid down decades of, uh, yep. of, of doing what you and I enjoy so much as a as a, as a subject, you know, as a, as a process, you know.
2: Tuffy, fans of the show know that, you know, to a certain degree, I've really tried to hold the, the folks that are – running that barbecue hall of fame to a, to a certain standard um, from like a few different aspects. One was kind of a transparency thing uh, because I didn't, and it looks like it's changed a little bit on the website actually, but I guess for quite a period of time, there wasn't really like a known process of how the whole thing operated from start to uh, start to finish. And I personally found it a little weird that the hall of fame was asking for requests of nominations from the general public because, you know, the general public, I mean, who knows what they're going to be up to. Um, So as someone who is in now, and obviously you want to make sure that the hall is holding a certain standard, is there anything that as you get inducted here in September at the American Royal moving forward that you would like to see the hall to do or any kind of a a change made or or anything like that? Obviously, we're not asking to be salacious here, but just from running a good barbecue hall of fame, is there anything that you would like to see or that you would recommend?
0: Well, you know, so as far as the process goes, you probably know more about it than I do. Here's what I think the process <laughs> is currently. Uh people were allowed to uh nominate people that they felt like were worthy to, to to be voted on. And then I guess that turned into a list that then went to the members of the Hall of Fame right. and they voted on it or or is it larger than that or are there other no, people that vote as well? That's I, right.
2: Yeah, you get the uh, nominations okay. are whittled down to nine by the committee, and then those nine are sent out to the existing Hall of Fame members, and then those are whittled down to the final three.
0: Okay. So you know, um, I you know I, I I can't speak for myself, uh, but I think that Titsy and Charlie were two really good people to 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 go on 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 with the Hall of Fame, And I for guess sure. you know I think. I think, I guess, for me, it would be, and and, and when I look at the people that are uh, Hall of Famers, uh, we're seeing this, but I I guess um, just making sure that uh, all all parts of barbecue and and all, you know, whether it be a a restaurant pitmaster or a competition cook. Or, uh, or, you know, barbecue writer, or, or, you know, uh, uh, media, you know, all the things that, that help, you know, you and I like to do so much that I, I guess that we just, you know, we're looking at it all. We're looking at everybody. Uh, and, I don't know. I mean, how do you even measure that? I mean, how do you measure, it I mean, how, how do you, yeah, well, I mean, ever... so that's, that's
2: been my, my biggest, Run over the last couple of years. I mean, I of course on this show I always make the the tongue in cheek joke of everybody nominate me. So if somehow I got in, I could give my speech and go. I mean, what's wrong here? I'm on the speech with Mike, or I'm on the same stage as Mike Mills, and I'm on the same stage as Myron Mixon, and you know this almost seems disrespectful that I'm here. But you know this is why I wanted to do this to say something might need to change because you have a schmuck like me on the same stage <laughs> as all these barbecue royals, right? So, I, but that's just the thing. I I don't, I agree totally. You have to be able to look at the whole encompassing live fire barbecue and, and grilling industry. It can't just be competitors or it can't just be restaurateurs or it can't just be uh, people that are in business. It has to be people from back in the 1800s. And that's why I had said um, a year or two ago, when the American Royal had originally got it from the online presence it was originally, that if they would have had a huge induction base, I don't know, 200 or three or 400 people, you could have a, a really good base of all sorts of different levels of live fire cooking and grilling. And then if you wanted to pare it down to three or five with no categories from there, then, then at least you have a huge base of inductees to go because i don't think anybody could argue that tuffy stone whether you're 50 or 80 or or 90 i mean barbecue isn't a sport where you need to be an elite athlete i mean johnny Trigg is still operating at a high level right now right so um right
0: it,
2: it, it is hard to try and
0: put well well, well put, maybe that's there. maybe maybe there's a way to is there, is, is there any process uh, in addition, you know, it's like if if you if you take a shovel and you say, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shovel to sand and I'm gonna put it in the pile, and and for everything that's noteworthy, everything that would do, there would be a uh, reason why you should be considered for the Hall of Fame, you you take a shovel and 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 whatever it is, you're a good restaurant or There's some shovels, you're yeah. you're you're whatever it is, but I I, I guess is it. A- I don't know. I, I don't know about other Hall of Fames. I don't know how is it is it always just boom by, uh, by your peers? Is there is there a calculated way to measure? <laughs> I don't know. Um I, I can just tell you this. Uh Charlie and, and Tootsie uh in 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 the decades. I mean the decades yeah. it's like, you know, and we're talking last of decade. Uh they're deservedly should be on that on on that list and and it sounds like what i'm hearing from you is what's important to you and and it should be important to us all that anybody that gets on that list should be on that list
2: uh no doubt about
0: anybody and anybody that then that we don't miss anybody
2: Tuffy Stone from Cool Smoke joining me here on the show. Uh, Tuffy, can I hold you over for a break and we'll talk about yeah, the book? Sure. All right, yeah. stand by, and we'll be back with uh, Tuffy Stone here in just one second. I'm going to talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru. I don't know if you saw my Facebook page that I shared, but Bob Trudnak and Mo Kason are at it again with their promos. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff they have going on. Go to my Facebook page, the show one, and check it out. It's hilarious. Hey, the guru has always believed that outdoor cooking should be easy because it can be, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill, the monolith of the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan right in the ceramic cooker. That means smarter control, greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easy to choose your cooking time and temperature. Let the monolith do all the work of a sous-chef or be your barbecue pit master. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill and you can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. That's consistency. Don't forget, when you're on the website and you're looking for a way to increase the rib capacity on your ceramic cooker, look for the rib ring. That's newly introduced into the market. I think it was 50 bucks, maybe a little bit less. You can get If you want five racks of St. Louis spares all the way around it and then stick a whole chicken in the middle, or you can take the chicken out at another rack of spares, you got six racks of rips. So you can go from three to six, doubling your capacity. Also, if you have the monolith or you're going to get it and you have an existing Guru controller, you don't have to buy a new controller. Just go ahead and slap the old controller to the fan and you're off and running. Hit them up on the website, bbqguru.com, or call 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU, and ask all your questions. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. More with Tuffy Stone right after this. Stick around. will be right back.
1: Ready to get on the air. Call 216-220-0966. Now let's get back to the LeBron James and Barbecue talk. Craig Rampy. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number
2: one source for quality wood pellets for all the pellet-driven cookers. The Traegers, the Green Mountain Grills, The Max, Louisiana's, you name it. There's a laundry list of them out there now. Visit cookingpellets.com for more information or purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. Good folks over at Cooking Pellets. All right, we are back with Tuffy Stone. Tuffy, appreciate you hanging with me through the break there. And uh, let's go ahead and talk about the book for a second. You know, for the folks who might be tuning in for the first time or are just getting into the live fire cooking industry and don't have a lot of background on you, your foray into the barbecue world is indeed unique. The term chef is kind of tossed around quite a bit, maybe fast and loose these days, especially in the barbecue world. But you are indeed a classically trained chef first before any of this barbecue stuff. Can you give us a quick look back at the time or the reasons why you decided that you wanted to cross over into the barbecue game? Sure.
0: Uh, and as you know, I get wins, so I'm going to make this kind of try and not take too much time. But so I, you know, I never knew I was going to be a chef uh, professionally. I was going to college, and I was working in, in, in a restaurant, climbing bar and waiting tables because I needed to make money while I was going to college. And, and I had a roommate, and he was in graduate school, and I was in undergraduate school, and, and we liked to cook a lot. So, you know, my grandmother had given me some sourdough starter, and I was baking bread three times a week, and we had, you know, cookbooks, and we were making pretty good food. and. One day, I just had this idea of, like, well, why am I pinning bar and waiting tables? Why don't I try and set up a, an opportunity where I can learn under a great chef and and, and still make money to, to help me get through school, but I'll I'll learn how to be a better cook? And I always thought about it just domestically. And, you know, I didn't think about it professionally. And so I researched all the chefs in in, in Richmond and made a list, starting with, you know, I prioritized it, what's the best chef to learn under... And at the top of this list was a, a guy, Alain Bensay, a little French restaurant called La Maisonette. He'd been the Chef for Jacques Cousteau and, oh. you know, a couple of Michelin three-star restaurants, and he'd been up in Tess in Manhattan. <clears throat> so anyways, I set up an appointment to meet with him. I, you know, was pretty fresh out of the Marine Corps, put on a coat and tie and had a resume and went and met with the chef and, and explained to him what I was trying to do. And the kitchen was impeccably clean, Greg, you know, he was they were filling in a whole salmon and stocks were simmering. It was just he and his sous chef and the kitchen was just, it was great. And so I explained what I was trying to do and he said he'd call me, but I i, I kind of realized I uh, <laughs> felt like he wasn't going to call me. So the next morning, you know, after staying up all night trying to figure out what to do, I, I knocked on his door and uh, he opened the kitchen door and I said, chef, I'll give you a Wednesdays and Saturdays for, eight in the morning till noon, uh, I'll work for free. I'll do whatever you want. Hmm. And I didn't think he'd say no. And he said, he said, yeah. And that (laughs) got me in the door and I worked my way up to his sous chef and eventually his partner. And that's where I became a chef. And then my wife and I started a cycle pallet 25 years ago, this November, and we grew the business to where we, I wasn't cooking anymore. I just managed in the business. So I needed a new culinary activity to reconnect with cooking, and so I bought a pit, and got some hickory, got some pork butts, and made a rub and lit a fire, and ruined a big old batch of meat. <laughs> that, that easy, right? And that's how I. And it was like I, you know, I, I we don't have enough time for this show to talk about the whole story and what I think about barbecue, but I can make all this hard to pronounce food, all this fancy stuff. <laughs> And uh, nobody's ever intimidated by barbecue. Barbecue, no one's ever afraid to pronounce it. It's like it doesn't intimidate anybody. But the real truth is, barbecue is a hard food to make.
2: Yep. Tuffy Stone joining me here on the show, uh, Pitmaster, a cool smoke, author of the Art of Great Barbecue. So the book is out, doing very well. But you know, for as long as you've been in this barbecue game, Tuffy, this is the first book. So I guess what made this time, the right time, because I have to imagine you have been approached at some point or another in the past.
0: Well, Greg, you know, I've been I've been working on this book thing for a while, and, and various reasons, it was just taking uh, uh, longer to kind of come together than I wanted to. And, and honestly speaking, at one point, I felt like I was I was moving too slow on it. But when I finally, you know decided upon st martin's press my publisher and signed the contract it went from i want to do a book to all right i got to do a book and (laughs) so i really started working on it and and the book greg that i thought i was going to make all of a sudden i realized you know all my friends have done this book and they've done it really really well Mm. and what's the point in doing I gotta do something. I, I, there's there's certain things that I believe I want to teach, in and how to cook barbecue, and and how to cook with fire and smoke, and, and 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 these things that I've figured out, you know, over the years. But I also felt like I needed to, you know, to to figure out what the voice of this book was going to be, and what was going to make it, you know. Uh, unique and at the same time hopefully not be so unique that it would uh that the people that love barbecue that they would still like it and so I kind of kind of went back to my kind of I, I kind of blended my original culinary training coupled with all my studies with cooking with fire and smoke I worked so hard on it I didn't have a ghostwriter um Danielle Goodrow who. Uh, at the time she was the chef at a restaurant that I, I closed and, uh, she's now working at my catering company as the executive chef there. But at that point, you know, I didn't have a job for her. And I said, well, Daniel, you can help me with this book. And, you know, so Daniel and I, you know, uh, you know, went through that process together and, and, and we had a lot of, uh, real on food really well together, but I didn't have a ghostwriter. I'm not much of a typer. Um, I needed a lot of editing, and I'm really particular about things. I spent a lot of time on the photography. I like photography a lot, and so I brought up Libby Summers and, and, and brought Cannon down, and 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 then I had Jamie Shea, who is <laughs> like my editor, but uh, I put a lot of time into this book, and I told my publisher or my editor from the publishing company, I said, PJ, I said, I'd rather have a good book and make no money than to have a uh, bad book and make money. And uh, and so I I really tried to make sure it was quality. I, I towards the last few months, I had a lot of long hours, you know, trying to make sure I didn't have any mistakes. And, and then when it was finally done, it was like, and then I had to wait for it to finally come back. After being printed, and, you know, I'll be honest with you, it's like you put so much of yourself into something like this, and then you give it to the world, and it's like, man, I hope you like it. You know, um, and my first two reviews on Amazon were were two-star reviews, <laughs> and both of them, both of them uh, jumped on me because I had goose pastrami yeah. recipe in the book, and I'm a hunter, and so it just so happened I was hunting, while writing recipes, and so I had killed some Canadian geese, and a lot of duck hunters would say, man, I like duck, but I hate w- wild goose. And uh, and what's sad is that goose gastronomy recipe is probably one of the most beautiful dishes ever. And uh, if you want to make it with duck, you can, but it's so delicious. But I read those two-star reviews, and it was just like, I just felt like I was punched in the stomach.
2: Yeah, one of them was like, uh, the book should be called uh, 29 things I to do with to fennel that, that, that you never wanted yeah. to know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Like mm. I was like, you yeah, and, 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 you know, there's another thing too. It's like, you know, right, so we can write rubs with salt, sugar, granulated garlic, granulated onion, paprika, black pepper and cayenne pepper, and maybe a smidge of cumin. But how many of those do we make? Right. And, um, and and so and, and we all love that flavor. It's a great combination, but but if you're going to put, I think I have like 30 rubs in the book. Uh, so I just uh, I I literally got like I don't know 50 spices, ground uh, everything fresh. Um, so like fennel pollen, I'm in love with fennel pollen. It is just so nice. I would just uh, I guess. I'd like to cook for the people that wrote those two-star reviews. I'd just like to put the food in their mouth and let them taste it and see if if they would maybe swing over to the other side.
2: Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I wonder how much time you spend online looking for reviews or if you just steer clear, and then, of course, the first two you read are the 2 stars reviews. So I guess we'll... Uh, see how that I goes. mean, they were
0: the first two big, you know, yeah, right. like, so now I, I, I'm not as quick to go and read them anymore because you know, <laughs> I, I care way too much about what everybody thinks. And, and so I was, uh, but anyways, I, I think it turned out to be uh, a nice book and, you know, it, I, I always have to tell you this, I did, I worked hard at, it. I tried to do a good job.
2: Uh, do you have another book already in the queue or is it a one-off book deal?
0: Oh man, I think we're too soon into this for me to give you that answer. I'm still, (laughs) you know, I'm still doing a lot of a a work right now for this book, and so this year 2018 is really busy for me. Um, I'm traveling a whole lot, so I'm gonna probably have to let the dust settle, and 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 you know, it'll be interesting because I think what's gonna be most important or how I, that question is going to be answered by do people like this book or not? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause if, if, if people like this book, then that'll, that'll, uh, probably help compel me to, I can tell you this, if I did a second book, I'll do a much better job the second time than I did the first time. Cause I know so much more now. Um, but if but if I'm but if I'm way off target in, in the flavors and the the foods that I was trying to make, uh and, and that doesn't that's not what people want, then I might be a little I might I'm not sure I'll do another one.
2: Do you have a favorite go to recipe of this book?
0: Man, you know, there's some really good ones. I mean there and, and and I mean there are some dishes in there that I think are just uh just stellar. You know, and, and so like the celery seed rub, uh, is so good. Mm-hmm. The, the, the wings with the, the celery seed white sauce are so good. I, I, see, you know, I've never made a white sauce before, before this cookbook, you know, and, 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 you know, you know, big Bob Gibson's in Alabama. They're, you know, they're all notorious for these white sauces. Yep. I've never made one before, Greg. And, and, you know, as I was trying to, you know, it's just like that row I was talking about. I mean, how many tomato-based barbecue sauces are we going to make? <laughs> and so I started to fool around with white sauces, and I fell in love with white sauces. They're so unbelievably good to me that I ended up putting three white sauce recipes in the book. Wow. So, you know, the, the the wings with the white sauce are really, really good. Um, I just came back from an event in British Columbia, and I did that one day for a dish. I took the poultry rub, put them on the wings. Uh, I brined them first. It's the same brine that I used on, my, on on the KCBS, the competition circuit. I put that recipe in there. But those wings, brine, put the poultry seasoning on there, which that's a whole other story because I had all these titles as placeholders grids, and so the poultry rub was originally just going to be changed. Because the truth is, the poultry rub is so good on pork; it's it's unbelievable. But, um, but that that the wings with the white sauce is really good. The the the, the steaks uh, seasoning that that I put together is I think is really really good. The tri-tip recipe is good. That mm. that the, the goose pastrami is really good. I got some really good. <laughs> but um, and and I tried to impart some of uh, the knowledge in my thinking with what's helped me on the competition circuit so I, I tried to put some of that in there too you know another one i did too is because we're all so busy i mean look at you you're uh you're going to be working until what 10 o'clock 11 o'clock tonight yeah um so i tried to put a lot of grilling really nice recipes in there we still get to cook with fire we still have the charcoal we still you know get those flavors but i tried to do some quick cook items too so there's a lot of Grilled dishes in there besides just the the, the, the longer cook items like ribs and brisket and pork shoulder.
2: Tuffy Stone joining me here on the show. Uh, one last question tonight, Tuffy, and I appreciate the time. You know, we're halfway yes, through the year, and, and I mean, we kind of met through the fact that you were a, a great competitor starting out. You were winning, uh, you know, Team of the Year way back when, and uh, that's kind of where we started to get together and have conversations. Uh, we're halfway through the year right now. You made bones in the competition circuit, as I had just mentioned, and you've won. If if not all, at least most of the biggest events that there are to win on the competition scene last month, you and the team end up finaling pork shoulder at Memphis in May again, the category that you won in 2010, by the way. Uh, Big Bob Gibson ends up getting the nod to go in the overall final against uh, the Shed and Ten Bone. Shed wins it all, of course, but another great showing for uh, for the Cool Smoke team in the pork shoulder category. How badly would you like to notch? Yet one more Memphis and May victory on that belt.
0: You know, anybody that ever made finals in Memphis and May is just so ecstatic. Now, I I would love, I would love for us to get two trophies in Memphis and May. I'd love for us to get a category win and win the whole thing. But I, you know, I I still feel like I'm a newbie when it comes to Memphis and May. Uh, And you know, just you know, there's so many tremendous. Accomplished cooks down there, and so just making finals was unbelievable. And and Chris Lilly is just you know him. He's he is a machine. Yep. He is he is very focused and dialed in. And I, I think I am too, but he is just a master with those shoulders and, and his track record. I think what is that his eleventh time winning pork shoulders, yep. I believe that's right. Uh, I I I love. I'd love to do uh, a tip better than we've done down there before, but I also feel so grateful for making finals this year. And I tell people all the time that if we never, ever win again, we've still won more than our fair share. So I'm happy with what we have accomplished. And if we ever uh, get any more, that'll just be, uh, I'll start to feel a little bit. um, I don't know what the word I'd be looking for. I feel uh, a little greedy uh, (laughs) because We've, we've done so well. But anyways, it's, uh, Memphis in May is was is a, is a really, one of those special events. The energy down there is incredible.
2: The book is out. It's Cool Smoke, The Art of Great Barbecue. He is also one of the three of the 2018 Barbecue Hall of Fame class that's going in a little bit later this year. And the Memphis in May Whole Hog, uh, I'm sorry, Whole Shoulder Final here this year in Memphis in May. It's Tuffy Stone. Tuffy, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing it.
0: Greg, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate everything you're doing uh, for all of us, giving us a place to go and listen to every week and get caught up on all the, all the great stuff happening. And, and, and I, You're appreciated by me and everybody out there listening. So Thanks for having me get on your show. I can't thank you enough.
2: You got it. There he is. It's uh, Tuffy Stone, ladies and gentlemen. That's right.
1: All guests wow. appear via the Traeger Grills hotline.
2: Unbelievable conversation, mm-hmm. as always, Yummy. of course. I knew Tuffy wasn't going to disappoint in that regard. I forgot to do this video transition, so suffer through that. Apologize. Yeah. Tuffy Stone, if you need him. Q, like the letter Q, barbecue, B A R B E Q U E dot com. And the book, Cool Smoke, The Art of Great Barbecue, available right now. Go out and get it at Amazon.com. I think if you got the newsletter, I had a link right there in the newsletter. Let me talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today, three different sizes to choose from. Jim Bowie is the big boy. Daniel Boone, the mid mid-size, Davy Crockett, the portable, let's-go-anywhere kind of a cooker. The Davy Crockett, unique in the fact that if you don't have a power outlet, you can use a 12-volt Adapter and hook it right into your car's outlet. There you go. Or van or pickup truck, whatever you drive. Because it is portable, you suffer on a little bit of capacity, but you're not suffering a huge amount of capacity for portability. The medium-sized Daniel Boone, you probably get two, three racks of ribs in there. Definitely a couple pork butts, no doubt about it. Jim Bowie, probably doubling everything I just said for the Daniel Boone. Then you can get additional like higher cooking shells if you want from an accessory standpoint. If you have the Daniel Boone and you have the Jim Bowie, if you're looking for a go-to accessory for this Father's Day, if your dad already has Daniel Boone or has the Jim Bowie, get him the pizza insert. You're going to love it. It's like $120 or whatever it is. Very inexpensive. Produces high-heat pizza, the Neapolitan-style pies that are going very, very popular right now. I predicted that, by the way. Me and Chad Ward did end of last year. You can rip the guts out of those two, put this contraption right down on the fire pot, set the cookers temperature. So 350 gets you about 700 in the cooker, 320, 640 in the cooker. Basically wherever the cookers at, you double it and that's what the pizza oven is running at. And you can turn out pizzas three, four minutes tops, very quick. If you wanna push up into the 500 degree cooker temperature would get you a thousand in the oven. Hey, that's your prerogative. I don't find that I have my best success there. Because when things go sideways, it goes sideways right now. In any event, you go to greenmountaingrills.com. That's greenmountaingrills.com and hook up. You'll be happy that you did. We'll wrap the first hour right after this stick, and I'll be right back.
1: Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show.
2: Hey, this portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth and if you have Alexa or Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Just talk to it. Find out more by visiting Fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. 816-945-2232 or Fireboard.com. All right. Let's see if he's listening. Hold on a second. John, you there? Of course I'm listening. Look at this guy. Hey, man, he's right here. It's John. Sounds like he's in studio, but he's actually in, in Michigan. Uh, okay, I, still
0: part of the North Coast. Don't forget uh, I it. I know,
2: I know. Just so you know, um, I know exactly what happened with Tuffy. I got it all ironed out. We'll be good for Daniel Ball. Got it. I've got to guess and catch up on that later. All right, great. Uh, thank you for coming on. That's John, everybody. My man sounds like he is right here. Speaking of guys that are right here, holy crap, holy. I got to turn you on. I thought you totally shined on me. It's uh, Neighbor Desmond! Why would I totally shine on you? It's not even... Well, I mean, you said you were going to be here for the Tuffy Stone interview that you missed.
1: Get that big stuff out of here.
2: Whatever. How's that volume in your ears? Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah? Need a little more flavor in your ears? nah. Nah. <laughs> No. I did that. Yeah, you did that. All right. We're uh, getting ready for the second hour. Neighbor Desmond is in. I am in the building. And we will be back right after these words. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network.